Welcome to episode 5 of the Too Much Monte podcast featuring Max Lavie and me. The first topic we are going to talk about probably is uh, Zion, I guess, right? Or mm-hmm. drafts in general. I mean, draft lottery, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just insane that, that New Orleans got the pick, in my opinion. You know, I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, I mean, it certainly was not the most likely outcome. But, I mean, they had a pretty decent chance, if you really think about it. They had a better chance than the Mavs did, so. Yeah, I guess so. And ultimately, I think New Orleans is an interesting place for him to go. Just because they have new management in town, so they seem ideal for to build around him, considering um, the reputation of David Griffin in particular. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to Alvin Gentry, though. I'm not really sure if he's going to be sticking around now. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, uh, I agree about the first part, though, because I, I always felt like a lot of people, uh, they talked about how the Hawks would be the perfect destination for Zion, and I didn't necessarily agree with that because they already built around a, lo- a couple of players, which I'm not sure fit around Zion in my opinion and I feel like uh, New Orleans has the perfect opportunity to build around Zion and draft and sign a lot of shooters and and and, and defenders and, and playmakers and you know I think that works a lot better in my opinion yeah I think the the biggest thing for me with Zion and Atlanta that would be a problem is that he'd have to work so much harder on defense yeah because like John Collins and Trey Young are both like just disasters, just <laughs> <laughs> defensively. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Zion has to be like the savior of that entire defense just to make it work. Like they were, I think they were second to last last year in defensive rating for wow. context. Um, yeah, it was it's really really bad. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm also not sure if Elvin Gentry stays, like you said, but I'd imagine so. I mean, he's not a bad coach. He's pretty decent, I guess. And, like, what upgrade could they get, like, after? Oh, I could think of some upgrades. They could get Dave Yeager. Oh, yeah, that, that is an upgrade, actually. I mean, at the same time, Dave Yeager has some questionable lineups sometimes, I think. Well, I think with what he did with the Kings last year, he just seems like the perfect fit to do exactly the same thing with Zion. Yeah. Like, imagine Dave Yeager running Zion at the five in, like, the Willie Cauley-Stein times ten role. That's just what I'd imagine. And then on top of that, he could still let him have ball handling duties and stuff. I just, it's, there's so much potential there with a guy like Yeager. And he's proven that he deserves another chance. Right, Or yeah. him or maybe, what, like, Igor? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, he wasn't that impressive with Phoenix, but, I mean... That's not basically. That's not pretty much uh, his fault, I guess. But, I yeah. mean, no one's been an impressive coach with Phoenix because Phoenix isn't good because some of their players are overrated. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Overall, by the way, I think the the entire lottery, uh, the new the new form, you know, I think it's really interesting and I like it a lot. Like Phoenix got all the way down to like six, even though they had the third best odds or basically like the tied for third best odds, you know, and um, yeah. That, that's really interesting, in my opinion, and, and the fact that New Orleans got so high and 
Uh, Memphis, like I'm really happy for Memphis also because they really needed a point guard and they're probably going to draft Ja Morant, right? Uh, it seems very likely based on what we see now. Yeah, I'd also think it's a pretty decent fit um, considering how they have Jaron Jackson already who is the one of the few people I can rely on to make up for a guy like Ja Morant and his defensive weaknesses at this point in time. Yeah. But um, yeah, Memphis, I think really like i can't even remember the last time they had like a top one or top like the the first pick i can't even remember they've had the second pick and third pick multiple times and somehow managed to mess them up like they drafted hasheen the beat oh yeah <laughs> over james harden right yeah <laughs> that was hilarious but at least they weren't the timberwolves where they drafted johnny flynn and ricky rubio over steph curry Right, yeah. I mean, it's still so weird because in, if you look at like scouting videos and stuff of Seth Curry, a lot of people say that he has questionable shooting IQ and and like he shoots too much and and like in hindsight that's a that's a that's positive, but in but uh, at the time it was a negative, and that's that's pretty funny, you know. I mean, it's not a questionable shooting IQ if you can make the shot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, like at a good rate. Yeah. And Curry did that, so your point is kind of moot. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I wasn't around when Steph Curry got drafted, but every time I see reviews like that, I'm really confused. Like, how, how can you say that about Steph Curry, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think anybody could have realistically projected this Steph so, Curry. Yeah. But I think it's pretty reasonable to have projected Steph Curry of him being like a like a like a five time All Star based on what we had at least yeah. back then. Yeah, I think that would have been reasonable. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, if you're anybody's trying to compare like the 2009 draft class to this current one, it's not the same, y'all. Don't do it because while yes, there is Blake Griffin to Zion. Everything else falls apart. There is no Steph Curry, James Harden level talents in this draft. Based on like it would be like shocking. Yeah. Based on what we see. Because none of them are doing those sorts of things. There is like there just aren't those level of talents in this draft. This is more like twenty sixteen. You have like Ben Simmons, while in this draft you have Zion. Yeah. And then you have a bunch of prospects like in the soup. Some of them will turn out well. Some of them will not. Some of them will even become all-stars eventually. But I don't think there's any other all-stars from the 2016 class at this point in time. Could be wrong. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. From what yeah. I've heard, I, I mean, maybe maybe Ja Morant, because he, especially because he really fits around Memphis, I think. Eh, I mean, he's not going to be... He's the type of player that needs time to develop, though. He's going to have trouble coming into the league right away. Right. Because of the way he, the way he plays is... Uh, how should I put it? Uh, chaotic. Right. I mean, it's it's pretty similar to, like, Dennis Smith Jr., I guess, right? It's Dennis Smith Jr. if he knew how to pass, but if he also passed way too aggressively. And also Dennis- was bigger and, like, right. more athletic. Than right, him. Okay. It's not necessarily jumping wise, but like every other way, more athletic. Also, like better skill yeah, in it, every single way. It, it seems like Jamarant would take less time to reach his potential 
compared to like Dennis Smith Jr. I think. Oh no, compared to Dennis, Dennis is might might not be good until like the end of his second contract. Right. I'm thinking Ja might take like three years before he's like really settled in. Okay, that Maybe sounds pretty four. good. But well, yeah, compared to like some draft prospects, but it is going to take some time and it's going to be ugly. Yeah. So you need a team that has the player development staff and has the faith in their young players to not like give up on them early. Mm. Anyway, you know, we're talking about this comparison to 2016 class. Like here's some of the names. You got Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, Buddy Heald, Jamal Murray, Yucca Pertl, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, Torian Prince, Wancho Owner Gomez, um, Malik Beasley, Karis LeVert, DeAndre Bemery, um, Pascal Siakam at 27th, biggest steal of that whole draft by yeah. far. And then Malcolm Brogdon at 36. That is pretty similar, actually, yeah, if you if you put it like that. Like, um, wait, who was number two again? Number two in that draft? Yeah. Ingram. Yeah, he yeah he's he like seems bear, kind he's of like he's so Barrettish to me, in like right? A different yeah, way. they're I, I different, say but that. they they're very different. But it's so Barrettish in his own way. Yeah, like like he's like the second second most hyped player in that draft class. So a, a, a big market like L.A. or New York would would like be really happy to have him. And that's the same with Barrett. Yeah, yeah, and also I really don't think like. I think I'm not as big on Barrett as a lot of people are, mostly because he's going to have a really rough transition to the NBA if he wants to be in the most effective role possible, which is not on the ball, because he's not a, a creative enough scorer. He relies on using a lot of downhill athleticism to a certain point. Right. Now, he is not like he can't create, but like he doesn't create at an NBA level right now in any shape, way, or form, it seems. Or, so, but I, he, you know, things could change if he ends up in the ideal environment. But that's just based on what we can see right now. It's going to be hard trying to project guys like him, where it's like there's so many problems to just point out and pick holes apart in his game in particular. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, if you were the Knicks, who would you pick with the third pick? Um, I would trade down. I would trade down and like hit up. I don't know Atlanta. Okay. Be like, I want your eighth pick and Torian Prince. Tenth? Well, that won't work. They won't do that. They won't okay. give up eighth pick and tenth pick. Okay, okay. Because they would rather just have the two picks. Because like the difference between the third pick and the eighth and tenth pick is not that much in this draft. If we're being honest with ourselves, but I would be like, okay, I want the eighth pick and Torian Prince because Torian Prince is a wing that's halfway decent. We have no wings that are halfway decent on this roster right now except for Alonzo Trier right. and Damian Dodson, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got nobody. I mean, you, you, you could argue that Kevin Knox is a wing, but he's more like half, but he's half, terrible. halfway a big. But he's terrible. He's yeah. terrible. Like, he is actually terrible right now. Yeah. He so, still has a lot of hype around him, though. It's pretty weird. It's yeah. because he plays for the Knicks. Yeah, I guess. But, like, Knicks fans are most excited about him, it seems. Like, more than Mitchell Robinson and more than Dennis Smith Jr. Oh, Knicks are beyond, like, Knicks love Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, okay. Lot. Yeah, you're right. They also, do. I'm still so salty about this. <laughs> I like Brunson a lot, but I guess, yeah. Come on, man. No. 
<laughs> no. No, 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 no. I like Brunson a lot, but you could sign guys like him in free agency. You're, th- these Mitchell Robinson type dudes do not come around that so often. I mean, I'm I'm a Knicks fan, you know. I mean, behind the Mavs, the Knicks are my second favorite team. And You're like a half Knicks fan because you don't want to deal with all the pain. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, most Knicks fans only watch when they're good. <laughs> like, when they're tanking, oh, you haven't most seen Knicks the fans don't crazy watch. side of Knicks Twitter, have you? There's some crazy people. There are, yeah, I know. But, <laughs> I mean, I... So I'm kind of glad with Mitchell Robinson, but and also... I felt kind of sad that they didn't get the first pick this year. Um, but at the same time, I'm not sure Zion is the type of guy that wants to be in New York. Like, Well, he's the. I wouldn't see any reason why he wouldn't want to be in New York. Because the media is like all over you and he seems so humble, you know. Zion has handled plenty of media pressure so far. I see no reason why New York would be any different. I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved it. At the same time, I oh, no, I didn't kind of want it to happen. New Orleans for him, you know. I don't. I mean, I think neither are the best destination. I would prefer him basketball-wise to be in New Orleans because they seem to be more capable of building a team with their front office structure right now. Right. And also, they have Anthony Davis to like jumpstart the rebuild. Also, they should be hitting up Boston and just like raiding all of their young guys and picks right now. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about that. I think if you trade Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and... Uh, they um, will not give up Tatum and Brown. No? no. Okay. No, okay. They cannot, and they will not. Okay. So maybe, maybe Tatum and... Uh, and I'm blanking on the point guard's name. You know what's his name again? Um, Rozier? Rozier, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trash. I think Tatum, Rozier, and, and a first-round pick. I Rozier mean, isn't that good. He still has a lot honest. of potential is more, is more what it do is, you, I guess. Do you want a shot chucker with... Zion on your team? I don't want a shot chucker. I want a pass first point guard. But yeah, okay. I mean, they, they need some offense around Zion, though. But they can get that offense. Right. Okay, so basically Jason Tatum and, and first and a second, or Jason Tatum and two firsts? Uh, well, I don't know. if I'm in the Celtics, I want to try to keep Tatum and trade Jalen Brown instead. But if the Pelicans demand Tatum... Because they probably will. Yeah. Because they sh- they probably they almost should. Although I still really like Jalen Brown a lot, so I'd How be more you- willing to take him on than other teams would. But uh, Tatum, Horford, and Smart, and maybe another first for Anthony Davis because you need a contract. I think that's a fair trade. Yeah. Yeah. But if. If I if they will if they could take on Brown, I would do like Brown. Um, I would do Brown, maybe Williams, Brown, Williams, and like two or three first round picks and Horford. Okay, yeah, I guess that's a fair trade. Um, because they could use a a rim protector on their roster because they don't have any. Yeah. What could the Knicks offer? I, I the wonder. The Knicks, like the fourth pick, the, sorry, the third pick, Mitchell Robinson and n- nothing, like a bag of chips. For, they could offer the future picks and the Mavericks, I guess, but that's not too valuable. Right. I mean, Jared Culver or RJ Barrett and then Mitchell Robinson on the Pelicans would be pretty cool, I guess. Who cares about that when you can get Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? Sure. Yeah. Because both of those guys are better in my mind. 
straight up. Also, if I'm the Lakers, I would be in serious talks with the Bulls to like uh, get their pick and like get out of Lonzo Ball because Lonzo in LA is not the best place for him, and it's not working for LeBron, and LeBron's not happy about him. Yeah, for sure. I think Chris Dunn might be a better fit. No, I wouldn't. Well, I don't. Chris Dunn isn't really. Really, really, what I want. Oh, if I were, if I were yeah. the Lakers in that trade, I'm, I'm saying I'll give you Lonzo, and our pick, and then mm. well, and our pick if they would be willing to give up like, if they had salary room, I'd say just get Otto, <laughs> but they yeah. don't have salary room. No, so yeah. I don't know. They can't trade for Zach Levine, so that's what I was saying. Like Lonzo and the pick for, but. No, that wouldn't work. So yeah. I suppose the Lonzo for like the seventh pick, and um, I guess Chris Dunn. Maybe, maybe they can push for like Wendell Carter or something. But that wouldn't even be like. I don't think LeBron would be happy about getting Wendell Carter. And then you would try to use the either that or see who is willing to give you like some kind of longer term value more valuable right now player for Lonzo who is like a veteran team but I think Lonzo is exactly what Chicago needs so I just think they'd be more willing to pony up extra value do you think um OKC could trade Steven Adams and some picks for Anthony Davis is that a possibility no because I don't think that's enough value when it's OKC those picks are going to be in the 20s like, yeah, yeah. with the Celtics, those picks aren't their own picks. So, like, those are, like, teens. How about Jeremy Grant, uh, including with uh, Adams? He's an expiring contract. So, you're talking about Grant, an expiring contract, Adams, and, like, two first-round picks? Because they don't even really own that many. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Um, Maybe... Uh... Terrence Ferguson or, or Diallo, Terrence you know? Ferguson and Diallo both don't do it for me, man. Yeah. Come on, it's Anthony Davis. The, yeah. the Celtics are offering me Jason Tatum, Al Horford, potentially, I mean, like, Marcus Smart. I'm not sure they're going to offer Jason Tatum, though. I mean, well, like I hope if, so, but... Okay, the, 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 let me rephrase this. The Celtics are offering me Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, two first-round picks, and Al Horford. Oh. They still have Robert Williams, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Right. I, I think that's pretty, like, that would be uh, a pretty good player for the Pelicans, you know. I mean, they, they're pretty excited about that, I think. That's what I was saying. They would need, they need like, rim protection and pick and roll bigs. Right, yeah. And I'm not sure there's anyone better that's young and available right now. Yeah. I, I would do that if I was the Pelicans, honestly. Like, Jalen Brown and... Uh, Robert Williams, and then maybe another first. Yeah, but I just I don't think that the any other team can match what Boston can provide. Yeah, realistically, no, right. out of the teams that are looking for him. Right, right. Yeah, maybe the Spurs. I don't know if they had more picks, but they don't really like have like extra picks. Yeah, you're right. But yeah. Um, I think that's everything to go over in the Anthony Davis drama, realistically. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Anything um, else about the lottery that you want to... How about we just briefly bring up that Atlanta got screwed? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they did. Yeah. And that's okay, because they deserve it. Just kidding. 
It's sort kidding. of, sort of, yeah. It's sort of deserve it, but they sort of don't. They, either, so. they gave us Luca, so I mean, uh, they can. They what gave they want. us Luca because they wanted Trey Young, so that's why they deserve it. They yeah, passed okay. up on greatness for Trey Young. Right. I mean, Trey Young is probably still the runner-up to the Rookie of the Years, though. That so. doesn't mean anything. I guess so. And also, to be honest with ourselves, there's a reason why I've I've been on the Jared Jackson is better than Trey Young train. And oh, it's he because, is better. Yeah, I agree with that though. But the reason, but like people are like, like is not just a better prospect is yeah is better than Trey Young, and people will be mad at me. And then I say, look how bad Trey Young is on defense. Basketball's two sides of the floor. Yeah, <laughs> and Jaron is like already like a plus one and a half defender in this league. And he's still like a plus two or plus not plus two like plus one on offense. So that's like plus two and a half, realistically. Yeah. And that was on a that was on its back when like partial part of that is because they had half decent playmakers on their roster. Otherwise, he would be like a plus like it would be like a zero on offense. Otherwise, but yeah. and then you look at Trey Young. He's like a minus one on offense because of all the turnovers and missed shots because there's mm-hmm. a lot of them. <laughs> um, yeah. and then on defense he's like a minus four. <laughs> <laughs> wow, because he's, he's so bad. Yeah, because he's you're like, what is he gonna do? Like, he, he, yeah. unless you have, he's not intense enough, so he just gives up. Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me of like when uh, Boston had Isaiah Thomas. You know, it kind of well, worked because Isaiah he was so good Thomas, in offense. But yeah, but that was different because at least. They knew where to hide him. The yeah. the Hawks can't hide <laughs> Trey Young because they don't have really competent defenders on their roster. Like they have John Collins defending the rim. Their only competent defender is like Dwayne Dedman and Kent Bazemore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they'll they'll figure something out. I imagine. And Alex Len is not too bad on defense, right? And protecting the rim, not so much. Right. Maybe big to big, though. He's pretty good at defending the post. Okay. And also, by the way, how weird was it that they announced the Hawks pick as the Hawks pick? Like, I just think it was weird because what they should have done was they should have announced it as the Mavs and the Hawks at the same time. Like, announce, like pull out a Mavs card and with an arrow. Yeah, exactly. Hawks. Yeah. And, and just, like, by way of Mavs, you know, and then it would have been clear from the start. Yeah, for sure. It kind of sucks that the Mavs didn't keep their pick, but, you know, it was expected. I mean, yeah, there was, like, a 26% chance. I was, like, railing for Zion, but understand, I never thought... I was just trying to speak it into existence. Yeah. So, like, in every realistic sense, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like... I wasn't. I was like, well, the Mavericks gave up like the tenth pick and Trey Young for Luka Doncic, so this is a home run trade. Like the like, yeah. let's look at some of the names. Let's say the Mavericks gave up Brandon Clark, who I love to death. Brandon Clark and Trey Young for Luka Doncic. No worries. Okay. Even though you love him so much. <laughs> I do, but I love Luka more because he's obviously the better prospect, and it's not even close. Yeah, for sure. And how happy would you be with like the fourth pick? Not not that much, right? Uh, I'd be happy-ish because we could probably get off Hardaway with that. That's true. Oh yeah, 
I mean, yeah, but it is what it is, I guess, you know. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'd rather just get rid of Hardaway, but, you know, it's it's done. Well, yeah. So, I have a question for you. Do the Mavs really need, like, a defensive big like Dwayne Detman? Yes. Because I've been thinking, and, um, like, someone like Detman or, or Ed Davis, they're better rim protectors than... Uh, and perimeter defenders. And I've been thinking, Dwight Powell isn't that bad at perimeter defense, and Persingas well, isn't a bad be... rim protector. Yeah, but the problem is that Dwight Powell is a very poor rim protector, and Persingas is going on occasion to get drawn out of the paint. And also, Powell's a skinny man. Yeah. Like, and Powell defending the perimeter is, like, he's probably, like, one of the best bigs that's like a bench rotation piece to defend the perimeter but on an nba scale if you're talking about starting bigs he's not like excellent at it okay yeah that makes sense he's not he's just a really good team defender in that aspect for sure which is great to have but it he doesn't have like some unique extra high understanding of rotations or or like um perception the way like a brandon clark does Right. So and also Brandon Clark protects the rim as right. if he was like seven foot. Right, yeah. That's just why I love Brandon. Okay, so Clark. so let's put it like this. If the Mavs signed someone like Ed Davis who is like a traditional uh, rim protecting big, how would that work with Kristaps exactly? Um I would just kinda how I would ha well um it would depend on the matchup. And also right. I wouldn't really I would not have Ed Davis as my preference. It would be Deadman. Yeah, because Deadman provides something offensively, and Ed Davis provides rebounds. Mm. Like just straight up provides rebounds, and that's it. That's all he does offensively. Like, what else right. is he going to do at like a high level? Deadman right. shoots at a pretty high level. He finishes at a pretty decent level. He defends at a pretty decent level. He's even able to not just shoot, but like I've seen him take shots off the dribble. <laughs> and like make them no wow. it's not like you want him creating his own shot but like if you want him to like run up from half court take a single dribble um off the catch while like still you know while his momentum is still going forward and then like he's able to plant and shoot he can do that wow so that that would be pretty similar to Kristaps, honestly and that would be like insane to have together honestly the difference is Chris Dapps is going to be creating his own shots, whereas Deadman, you want his shots being created for him. Right, yeah. And also, I think Deadman is big enough. He's 6'10", 240. Everyone underestimates, like, 6'10", 240 is plenty of weight on a guy that tall. Yeah, for sure. And I think the fact that he's, like, a lot smaller than Porzingis allows him to be, like, a better switcher and a better perimeter defender, I think, right? For sure. He's definitely more mobile. Yeah. So and I, also I, on top of that, Dwayne needs to be playing and taking care of those duties anyway because realistically, like you don't want Porzingis getting tired on yeah. defense. Let me check Deadman's combine stats really quick. I could have sworn he was more like six ten. He's six eleven and a half. Oh wow, that's it's six eleven seven and a half. Seven foot four wingspan, measured two hundred and thirty nine pounds on combine day. He's probably gained weight since then. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine so. Like, I'd imagine he's put on at least 10 to 15 pounds. Could you look up uh, Persigna's wingspan? I'm, I'm really curious. 
It is seven foot six. Right. Okay. So, like, basically, Dwayne Dedman's uh, arms are a bit longer in in comparison. But yeah, Dwayne Dedman's arms are shorter than Chris Dapps. Like, he's just not. He's obviously not as tall. Like physically, yeah. but like he's more packed. His frame is well packed in. Right. Right. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out his current weight because I know it's not still like. 240 pounds like it's the nba there if you're a big man you're gonna gain weight 256 yeah, sorry is that not strong enough y'all like 256 the, yeah. pounds it's definitely like, strong you can't take the beating to play in the post excuse me yeah you're right would the Mavs have to spend a lot of money to get him um i couldn't imagine them having to spend any more than like close to 10 million and that's like a high estimate He's not like he's like better than his previous contract, but he's also entering a free agency where there's a lot of other priorities, and he's getting he's getting up there in age. He's already like twenty nine. Right. Would you say getting Patrick Beverly and Dwayne Dedman and then also someone like Danny Green is that possible for the Mavs? Possible, yes. Likely, no. Because I just don't think you can get all three of those pieces quickly. And right, yeah. I think some of those guys are going to want to go to title contenders. I mean, I, I mean, I if you have those two players around Luca and Porzingis, you're basically getting pretty close to being a title contender, in my opinion. Are you better than the Raptors? Maybe, maybe. I'll answer that question for you. No, you're not. Because you don't have Pascal. You don't have OG. You, everyone forgets about OG. That's true, OG yeah. is really good. He's underrated. Right. He's if OG was in these playoffs, these this Bucks series would be competitive, right? And I, I'm not not holding back on that. Like seriously, he's not in these playoffs right now, and the and the Raptors are reeling, right? Yeah, they're having to play Norman Powell like 20 minutes a game and see how that's working out for them, <laughs> right? Yeah, and Ibaka is better than Dwayne Deadman. Marcus Gasol is right now than, better than Porzingis, I guess. Uh, Ibaka is better than Demon. Marcus Gasol is a better defender, and yeah. but he's also getting exposed, right? Because he's in like Marcus Gasol was designed for their first two series, and now he's a more of a liability than an effective player, especially because it's not like he can shoot like Brook Lopez. Yeah, I mean a little bit, but yeah, he cannot shoot the way Brook Lopez can shoot. Yeah. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah. I mean, Ka- Kawhi is better than Luka as well. And Kawhi is better than Luka by a mile. Yeah. By, like, a country mile. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then, and then everyone, like, Danny Green on their roster right now. Kyle Lowry is better than any point guard the Mavs can sign. Yeah. Unless they get Kemba. But... What, what, what could the Mavs get... Uh, if if they get Kemba, like what with the money they got left, like could they still get Debman or maybe Danny Green or? No, they wouldn't have much money left. They would pay him like thirty five million. How, how much so, would they have left at that point? Not much, not much. So they don't have a first round pick, so they don't have to pay anybody any extra salary. Um, if they got rid of Lee, that opens up an extra twelve billion. So I'm pretty sure it leaves it with like forty billion ish cap. Let me check that. Sure. Um, that maybe maybe the forty million in cap. So that's like five million plus like the the MLE gives you enough room to sign like Deadman. Um, 
it's either Deadman or Beverly, and I'm going to pick Deadman. Or you might be able to get an Aminu, but he's also been playing quite well in these playoffs. So, Honestly, though, if they do sign Kemba, I think they'll be fine with Dwight Powell, basically, because defense won't be their identity in the first place with Kemba. You know, they'll be all about offense, and I think it'll be fine. All right, so um, this cap sheet hasn't been completely updated, so I need to take a couple names out. So, like, um, Nowitzki's cap hold is still on here, so his cap hold is gone. So that moves it from negative 17 to negative 8. Hold on, this will all make sense in a minute. Um, They can probably release the cap hold of Trey Burke as well, so that gives them an extra million... And the thing is that they, they have a practical cap space of, of like 50 million, but they have a, a whole bunch of cap holds that are like messing them up. Like JJ Barea's cap hold is 7 million. And the biggest thing is Porzingis's cap hold is 17 million. I mean, if they sign JJ, it's probably for the Fed minimum because he's injured, right? Yeah, but they'd have to sign him fast. Yeah. Like they need to sign him like day one. Yeah. If they're going to sign them or release their cap hold and move on. I think that they'll just like, yeah, release him for a little while and then see after they sign a few players. Yeah, whether if they, they sign him to still need minimum, him. if they sign him to minimum, they can still release their cap holds and then just sign it. Because you can sign anybody as long as you have roster space to vet minimum. No rights. Okay. Attached. Right. So like they could just, but they, they will not release their cap holds on Kleba and Vinny Smith. So no. that's, Four million, right there. That's cast space being taken up. Yeah, but they could realistically clear room enough to still sign Kemba, but they wouldn't. Their room would be tight after that, to be honest with you. Yeah, because if they're let's just assume with their full practical cast space minus seventeen because of Chris Depps mi- minus four because of Dorian and Maxi, and somehow they get rid of all the other ones, which they won't. But let's say they will. So, um. Says so that's thirty four ish million minus for thirty million. So like pretty much all your money is being spent on Kemba, including like exceptions. Yeah, you're right. So you would need to use like the trade exceptions that right. you have left in order, and you have about twenty two million, unless you use the draft trade exception. Because they have, if they use a trade exception before the draft, it's bigger. Okay, okay. But, so, w- would you want Kemba in the first place? Um, I mean, I'd be okay with it. It's not my preference. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not so sure. Like, at least the same as what you're saying. But maybe I wanted more than that. But at the same time, having a deeper team would be nice. That plays defense. I mean, my biggest thing with that is, I think... I don't see as much of a difference between Kemba and Brogdon in terms of what they would be doing on this team. Mm, in mean, terms of what they would be doing on this team. I, I'm not sure because Kemba is like really quick and really clutch and he, like he knows how to score. And, and I think Brogdon you, you... is like the perfect secondary playmaker, shooter, even scorer, defender, wing youngish not going to get paid as much which means you can sign more pieces yeah and he's proven like he's proving in these playoffs he can fill up to this role yeah he does yeah 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind Brogdon at all, and I, I prefer him over Beverly, like, honestly. Well, if, if you, I don't know who would prefer Beverly over Brogdon, realistically. I guess so. It, I, I guess it's more that a lot of people don't expect Brogdon to be an option, but, you know. If you pay him the max, I couldn't imagine the Bucks being like, okay, we're going to pay Middleton and Brogdon the max and re-sign Brooke Lopez and re-sign Nikola Miletich. Okay, but the max is a lot of money, though. Okay, the, the max is a lot of money for Kemba. Is he worth the max he's gonna get? No, I think so. And but at the same time, that's okay, that's a higher on, max on. because he's an all star. No, yeah, no, his max is he yeah. worth his max? I no. think so, but it's just that your team won't be deep, and that's that's the problem. Like, hold on, let's look. Do at you want to take the risk? Is more the question. Of course, he's worth well, it, but. Let's consider this for a minute. How many names next year are realistically going to get paid at least $35 million? Let's consider that. Like 12 or something? 12. Maybe more. Let's let's put on the aggressive end and say 15. 15, okay. How many of those guys are realistically worth it? 10. Something like that, maybe? Not, I'll, let's put it between 9 and 11. Okay, yeah. And there are six guys who are guaranteed to get paid that much. LeBron, Curry, Westbrook, Wall, Harden, and Paul. Right. Those are the guaranteed guys. And out of that group, even, like, it's just, like, LeBron, Curry, Harden, that's it. Like, I wouldn't even pay Westbrook that much. Mm. Come on. I mean, Look at what he's done. Not, not based on this year, maybe, but, I mean. Based on every year. Westbrook, that, come on. Every year since Katie's left. Look what's happened. He's gotten MVP since then. So MVPs don't mean nothing if you can't win in the playoffs because your yeah. your decision making is too chaotic and you don't know how to change. Mm, I guess so. That's what I'm saying, right? So if nine to eleven of those guys are really worth it, is Kemba number one? Is he in the worth it group? If you put it like that, no. But it's I mean, is he worth it? No. And then two. If you look at that entire group, how many of those guys is he better than? Um, wait, what's the list again? Um, LeBron, Curry, Westbrook, Wall, Harden, Paul, and then we'll add in like Durant. Okay, so he's better um, than Chris Kyrie. Paul, in my opinion. Better than Kyrie as well, I think. He, I don't know if he's better than Chris Paul now. He will be soon, but not now. Hmm. Um, he's not better than Kyrie. He's not better than Kevin Durant. He's nope. not. Uh, there's a bunch more K's. There's, I'm not, I wouldn't take him over Chris Middleton. I know I'm going to get fired for that. I don't care. I think Chris Middleton's better because <laughs> he's, because um, just because you have more all-stars doesn't mean you're a better basketball player because that's not yeah, how this works. I, I mean, Chris Middleton is more well-rounded and that's really nice to have. I think the fact that Kemba is so clutch and stuff helps his case, you know. And Chris Middleton wasn't clutch? Have he you is. Remember what he did last playoffs? <laughs> right. I, I, <laughs> Yeah. Like, he was insanely clutch. Right. I mean, in a different way, of course. Like, like He was hitting clutch shots. What else is clutch? Yeah, you're right. But, like, Kemba uh, creates his own shot. And it, I think Chris that Middleton a lot of teams take shot. a lot of value for that, you know. But Chris but Middleton right. creates his own shot, too, though. And just in his mm. own way. It's not as much dribbles. He, he creates it by either off the ball or, which is not as much him creating... Or he creates it by just it's like two dribbles, spin move, turn around, bang, two points. I mean, I'm not or, saying that I I would take Kemba over Chris. It's just that I think both deserve some max, you know. 
Oh yeah, uh, uh, it's like they're uh, they're honestly Chris Middleton and Kemba would both be getting overpaid in that scenario. Okay, and, I guess. But I like Chris more, and that's what I'm saying is who is he? Who is Kemba better than in that group? Let's just look at the current free agents for a minute. Yeah, just so that like I don't mess up names. Okay. So, uh, Kawhi Leonard, that was a K that I was forgetting about. Yeah. Um, does Jimmy Butler get paid $35 million? No, I don't think he gets a max, yeah. Does Clay Thompson get paid $35 million? Probably. And I think Kemba might be better than him. Uh, than uh, Clay Thompson? Yeah. Nah, man. No. I'm not you'll, sure. You'll see, you'll see these finals. You will see. You, you'll yeah. come back and then you'll remember that Clay Thompson is still Clay Thompson. Right, and and also I think maybe with a bigger role he might be a lot better than people think. I guess maybe that's it as well. I think he's better than Reggie Miller. So, I mean, yeah, for sure. But at the same and time, Reggie Miller, Miller, remember what Reggie Miller did in his role? Yeah, the Pacers. Yeah, yeah. Also, does Tobias Harris get over get paid more than Jimmy Butler? Yeah, I think I'd imagine so. I hope not, but we will see. Mm. Um. I want to make sure I'm not missing any other names. Nikola Vucevic is not going to get paid $35 million. God, no. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, maybe just by Orlando. but No, they. I don't even think they can pay him that much. Right. Like, I don't think you need to pay him that much. I don't think you need to as well, yeah. He's okay, an all-star, that... though, so it's like... Nah, they need to... No, not that much. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much everyone that can get paid $35 million this offseason. So, that's like... So, if you put it like that, could the Mavs get Kemba for less money then? No. Okay. Even if he really wants to come to Dallas? I don't think so. No, okay. I think he'd just go to New York. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think... Kyrie and Kevin are both going to New York. I'm sorry. I just that just seems like bullshit. It's the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think probably they'll get uh, Kemba and Fuji, something like that. Uh, I'll say Kemba and Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, th- I guess so. And that's not, that's not even that bad, honestly. Like for for the Knicks and what they're wanting, it's bad. But yeah, sh- sure. But like they should lower their expectations. <laughs> Also, let's say you trade you traded Kristaps Porzingis for four years of Jimmy Butler and Kemba Walker. Yeah, I guess so. But at the same time, Kristaps was done with the team, you know. So what? I know. What, what are you gonna do? That's just my joke. That's yeah. Just my joke. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and then like all the Knicks fans will all be rioting, and well, actually, they'd be pretty happy with Kemba. But yeah, I think so. The, the, what he did in the Garden, but. Jimmy Butler not as much because they'd be like he's gonna tear our team apart. <laughs> yeah, which is probably true. That'll probably happen. Next thing you know, like Mitchell Robinson's getting traded for a bag of chips because Jimmy Butler doesn't like them. Right to the Mavericks, yeah. like uh, <laughs> Mitchell Robinson just gets traded for like Justin Jackson. Oof! <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, yeah, I'd be really happy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyway that's enough of that honestly yeah 
I mean, one final question about free agency, I guess, is like with the knowledge we have now about which players are sort of interested in Dallas, I think, I mean, you never really know, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like who would be, who do you think would be, would come to Dallas? Like realistically, like with the money and stuff and. Well, out of who's been around, well, I think Beverly has to be considered because yeah. all the stuff we've seen. Yeah, for sure. Um, Brogdon, if the money came, because right. money talks. I think, um, by the way, um, uh, Patrick Beverly and then Brogdon and then Luca. I think that kind of works. I'd rather know? have Brogdon and Deadman. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, like, three playmakers that all can also play off ball i think that works how much is beverly really a playmaker right exactly he's more like a small shooting guard basically so yeah so yeah brockton beverly and luca it will work in my opinion i wouldn't mind it yeah but it's it would be an intriguing option for sure but i would like some that other, one as well yeah yeah some other options obviously ed davis alfred Camino, i think has to be mentioned yeah uh, Thaddeus Young. He would fit next to Przingis, like, really well. He would. I still prefer Aminu. Um, that's just some names off the top of my head. Jeremy Lamb would be interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm like, because I, I have, like, a database of, like, names in my head. I'm like, shit, I'm forgetting some names. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's okay. I, I basically got an answer from you, so that's okay. I do want to say really quick, I do not want Julius Randle. Do not, do not sign Julius Randle. Please, no. No, please don't do this to me. He's a bad perimeter defender as well, right? He, yeah, that's yeah. that's the short end of it. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're going all out on offense, maybe, but yeah, no. But he's not yeah. the type of offense you want. Yeah. You don't you're need right. a scoring big right now. You're right. It's it does, not the 1990s. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't fit. Yeah, May, maybe if you didn't have Porzingis, but yeah, yeah, um, I'd still rather not. Even without yeah. Porzingis, to be honest. But anyway, moving on. Um, I think we pretty much hit over everything, like free agency related, in yeah. terms of like important stuff. Oh right, playoffs uh, stuff, right? Or you want oh, to talk well, about WNBA first? Uh, playoffs first, just because that we can get over that quickly, honestly. Right. Okay. WNBA is going to be a bit longer. Right. Okay. So we had some predictions from the first round, which it was a while ago, but um, we, we predicted had... the second round too, right? Yeah, I haven't. I, I don't have it written down though, and it like we didn't really know what the second round would would, would be. But maybe you can we, find we, it somewhere. We did it based off our predictions. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, I had the Nuggets beating the Blazers, and that didn't happen. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. it almost did twice, yeah. but it didn't. Wait, let's just start from the beginning. Yeah. I I had the Warriors in four, and did that, that happen? didn't happen. No, it was, it was six. Five. It was six. in six. It was right. in six. Because they were... Five, so I am at five. You you basically beat me there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then you have Rockets versus Jazz. I think I had that in either five or six. And you had that five. in six, and I had them in seven. And wow, the Rockets swept them, right? I'm pretty sure it was in five. Actually, five. Okay. 
Um, then you have um, Nuggets versus Spurs. Oh wait, no, Blazers versus um, Thunder first. Yeah, you had you had the the Trailblazers in six, and I had the Thunder in five. Yeah, a I, I, I'm just I I mean I knew that Dame was about to I was not here for the I'm busting that ass for years comment. So yeah, oh also Houston beat the Jazz in five. Okay, yeah. So you beat me. You beat me three times now. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Nuggets, Spurs. I think I did that one in six. You had them in five, and, and I had them in in six for the. Nuggets. I did not have the Nuggets in five. You did, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't because I said five or six, and I was like six. Because you know how I know because I had it in the app. I had them in six in oh. my NBA app, so okay. I wouldn't have changed my prediction. Okay. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I had them in six, so uh, what was it again? Six, right? With six. the final it was, results? Oh, it was in seven. It was in seven. seven. It seven. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next round. Wait, no, East, Eastern Conference. Um, Bucks, I had them sweeping the Pistons. Please tell me you did not have them in five. Let's see. Um, I had them in four. Yeah, Bucks in yeah. four. Uh, this Celtics series is tragic. Yeah, um, really quick because I had the Pacers in seven, and they it was close, but the Pacers just had no offense. Yeah, yeah, that, that was kind of weird. You had the the Pacers in. Sorry, I was looking up the score for the Spurs Nuggets, so I was kind of distracted. And it was Game Seven. Yeah, I didn't really remember that. But well, the um, Pacers. Well, I had the Pacers in seven, and Boston swept them. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. I had uh, the Celtics in seven, so. I mean, we were kind of close with that. You were better than me because you had Celtics. So, um, next we have uh, Raptors Magic. Yeah, you had them in five. The Raptors I and I had the Raptors in what was it? In six. Wow, and it was, was five, right? You were yeah, it was in five. You were high on the uh, Magic. Damn. Mm, sort of. I mean. I kind of thought that Vucevic might have gotten hot in one or two games. That but that was more it. It's it's impossible for Vucevic to have that sort of impact with Gasol guarding him, and that's why I say like Gasol was the perfect big for the first two rounds, and now he's like useless almost. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and then the Sixers Nets that we went six. Them in six. Yeah. yeah, and that went six. Wow. Right. I'm yeah. pretty sure it went six. I we think so too, yeah. Went, it either went five or six, because I know the Nets won at least once. Here we go. Uh, five. Five, okay. Yeah. So, basically, you beat me, like, really hard in the first round. Yep, second round. Moving on. Uh, West first. Um, Rockets, Warriors. I think I had them in six. Uh, Warriors. Okay. Was it five I... or six? Was I had them in five or six? I think I had him in six. You have, you have the, the list, right? No, no, not for the second round. Because oh, yeah. well, I, uh, I was I like, well, we six. don't know what the second round is going to be. So Well, well you're but doing think, it based off your predictions, yeah. Yeah, I think I had them in five, but I could be wrong. Well, it was in six, so. Yeah. Um, And then uh, Nuggets Blazers, I had Nuggets in six, I think. Is that Nuggets in six or Nuggets in seven? It was probably Nuggets in seven. Um, yeah, for me it was the Nuggets Thunder, so I was wrong anyway. But I had the Nuggets in five, I think. Well, yeah. Well, we're both wrong. Yeah, I had technically had the better prediction because it did go seven. 
and it right. was the right team against them. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> impressive, actually. Yeah, I, I still muffed the Boston Indiana series, so right. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side, we had Bucks versus um, Sixers. No, that was Sixers Raptors. Sorry, Bucks versus Celtics. I so had bad. the Bucks in six or five, probably six. Uh, I think they had the Bucks in five. Yeah. Uh, if that if you had Bucks in five, then you win that one. And then the other series was Sixers Raptors. I'm pretty sure I had that one in six for the Raptors. Um, I think I had. I had the Raptors in seven, I think. No six. I, I think six, yeah. So, yeah, we're at the conference finals now, and we have all the right teams, pretty much, except for the Blazers. Yeah. Um. So we had to pretend, like, I, I wasn't going to pick the Blazers anyway. So Warriors in, I'll just say five. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I had the Warriors. I have the Warriors in five, too. I mean, it's kind of based on like the first two games already, so that's unfortunate. But I think I would have had five anyway, you know. Oh, I would have had five. Yeah. I mean, I knew they weren't going to lose at home. So. Yeah. Um, and then Bucks, Raptors. Um, I'm pretty sure originally I had it in six on my NBA app. Um, I'm not so sure. Right now I have the Bucks in five. Well, is that based I, off? Is that based off the first two games, or was you would you yeah, have said that in five? It, it is. Um, I think I would have said six. Yeah, if I would, if I'm realistic, you know, I would have probably said six. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just check to see my entry really quick. All right. So yeah. I've been doing pretty well, actually. So, yeah, you have. Um. Yeah, I got the uh, most of the picks right. Man, the Blazers series went five against the, the Thunder. That's just crazy. Yeah, it is. I did I mean, have the Nuggets in five against the, the, the Spurs, but still. The only problem is that I had the, the Warriors to win against the Nuggets 4-2, so the app is going to be wrong a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because I would have changed it if it was against the Blazers. Um, and then, yeah, I... Oh, I had, I had. Oh, yeah, I had them in seven. I had Raptors, um, Sixers in seven. Right. And they they went seven. Okay. I'm looking at my app right now, so that's how I know. Right. Yeah. And then I had Bucks. Um, well, it was Pacers, but instead it was the Celtics. But it was still in five. Yeah. Uh, I would. I think I would have predicted Boston, Milwaukee in six. So. Um, and then I had Bucks Raptors in seven, actually. Okay. Which that seems unlikely right now, but I'm gonna fix that so that way I don't seem like a liar. <laughs> and then, and then um, Warriors Bucks in the finals. Warriors in six. I have Warriors in seven. In the finals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, not man. I mean. Uh... Bucks are really, really good. I think for sure they're the second best team in the league. So like, they're you better than wait. the Nuggets. Better than the Warriors the Spurs. have been better without Kevin Durant than they've been with him. Right. Yeah. So I mean, 
Mm, yeah. I mean, Giannis is really good, though. And, and Stephen think, Curry is better. Yeah. No, but that's why I have them in seven, you know. I, I, Stephen I Curry like is better. I like the could do it. Like, I don't I really, think so. No. I'm no, not sure. I, I think their defense is good. They're using Brook, Brook Lopez well. Like, Draymond Green is going to cause them issues. For, yeah, he, he will. He will. Didn't the Bucks win in the regular season against them? That doesn't mean a damn thing. It, it it doesn't, but it it does because show I'm pretty that... sure at least once the Warriors sat out somebody against them. Right? Yeah. I mean, I can I, how I remember it, the Bucks won against like the full Warriors team, like everyone played. Oh sure, it could have happened, but that doesn't mean anything. No, you're right. You're right. It just it just at least it means that the matchup isn't as bad as you think. Well, I said in six. I think it's right. gonna be competitive. Right. Yeah. But I also think it was a 1-1. It's, the series was 1-1. And they beat the Warriors. Um, they beat the Warriors without without Draymond. Right. And also, uh, Iggy only played 16 minutes. Okay, yeah. So that's not the same team. No, you're right. Mm. Let's just stick with seven. I don't know. I feel like the the box could be like really hard and stuff. And also, uh, I will say they was on a road though, so that's something. The when the Bucks beat them, right? Okay. Hmm. Yeah, but the Warriors also beat them without Draymond. Yeah, you're right. On the road. So I mean. Toss. I, I'm sticking to Warriors in six. So That's I fair. Think, I think it's time to move on, though, to the WNBA stuff. Sure. Yeah, for sure. So, um, where do you want to go first? The Cambage or the Commissioner? Yeah, the trade first. So, I don't really know that much about it. Like, I... I follow the WNBA like really casually, like I watch highlights mostly, and I'm gonna probably like pay League Pass because it's like really cheap. And but yeah, I I don't know the too much details about the trade. I have heard about it, uh, but I don't really know like how valuable the pieces they got in return are and stuff. And so, could you maybe like explain that to me? Um, they got two young players who both would have been more valuable, but they have injury histories. Okay. That would be like the short way to put it. One of them is a five-six guard who's like a really good shooter and passer, okay. and the other is like a six, I'm pretty sure six foot three center. Could be wrong about that, but I could have sworn she was a six foot three center who was, I'm pretty sure, all rookie in her rookie year, but sat out the entire last season with uh, health issues right okay and then they also got a first round pick and a second round pick but the team that traded for cambage is going to be in the playoffs and they're going to be deep in the playoffs so their pick is not going to be too good if you know what i mean it's, it's kind of sad i guess because the wings were supposed to be like getting pretty good because of cambage wait is it cam cambage right it's a, and then, it's a um, weird pronunciation, but... Well, yeah. And then they also traded for um, Amani McGee-Stafford, who happens to be the sister of JaVale McGee. She's a pretty decent oh, wow. center. Okay. She's a pretty decent center, six foot seven. 
But the the thing is, Cam Beige wasn't going to play for the Wings this year, probably. So the fact that they got value at this point, so they potentially could have had more in the past, but they thought they could get more in the future, and they didn't. Instead, they right. probably got less. So why did she want out? Because there was a whole bunch of drama. Basically, the coach that she liked got fired because he got into a fight with the general manager, and it got ugly. Right, okay. So, also, basically, like, I'm not the biggest fan of the Wings uh, either. Like, you're a big Wings fan, and I I like them, but, you know, I'm not from Dallas, so it's not automatically that I'm just, like, a Wings fan. I, I do like them, and I like the city of Dallas, so it is kind of... Like, I'm conflicted about it. But basically, I, I still don't really watch full games. But, like, I follow the Sky a lot because I started watching them because of Elena Deladon, who is my favorite WNBA player. But they traded her for uh, Stephanie Dawson, who was basically, like, my second favorite player. So it's kind of like, sure, let's just stick with that team, you know. And now they got, like, some some promising players. And, and the Sky is really a fun team, in my opinion. And... I like the Seattle Storm a lot, but I think the Wings basically are my second team, probably. Yeah, and I think the Sky are like still in a period of transition right now because like they got like a lot of young players, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like still tool- retooling, right? Yeah, they're kind of rebuilding, but at the same time, uh, they haven't been that bad, right? Though they haven't been bad, they just haven't been good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I like the future a lot, though. Like, like it's a fun team. Yeah, for sure. I kind of in the same way about the Wings right now. The only problem is that they have so many guards. Yeah. They have so many guards that are actually good. They have a lot of bigs who are questionable at this point. And then they have um, some promising forwards. Uh, Kennedy Burke, who they drafted in the third round this year, is looking like a steal so far. Wait, did you say the third round? I believe... No, wait, no. I think it was late second round. Are there three rounds in WNBA? Yes, because there's only 12 teams. Of course. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But there are also only 12 players on each roster. Right, yeah. And there's no two ways and stuff, because there's no G League to play in. Oh, right, yeah. Imagine no, that makes sense. a WNBA G League. There would be... Pretty interesting. Bad. It wouldn't interesting. be bad. It would just be interesting. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how that would work with like the current situation. A lot of pretty successful WNBA players have played overseas. I think right that like that's a they, ha- they almost have to. Yeah. They yeah. almost have to. Oh wait, they do it in the off season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because the WNBA it. seasons in the summer. Right. Which means they're playing basketball year round with like minimal breaks. Because in Europe, you're practicing twice a day, every day. And then, um, but in Europe, like, for example, here's the comparison. The, the WNBA max contract, like, two years ago was, like, 105000 Now it's, like, 115. Okay. But, and then the, um, the median salary for American players in the Russian Women's League was three hundred seventy-five grand two years ago. So that, wait, that's a lot more, right? Yes, it's a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. It's just a... <laughs> Okay, so wait, how is the WNBA attractive to people exactly? Like how? Because you can't get those salaries in foreign leagues if you don't have a brand. Right. Okay, but it's still 
it's really weird. Why why is it like that? Why isn't there just like one full WNBA season where you get paid? Like why is because it like that? Because of bad management and poor investment and they're not paying the players the fair share. They should be getting paid 50% of the CBA revenue and they're currently getting paid like 21%. So imagine multiplying all WNBA salaries by two and a half. Right, yeah. No, but also like why isn't there just like one full season? Why do they why do they play more in Europe basically than in WNBA? That's really they weird. They don't play more in Europe. They just get paid more. They just have more practice because Europe is crazy. They do two days. Right. Every day. Okay. But like that's good for young players, but for experienced vets, that's like exhausting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, if also, they, whenever like, you're playing year round too. So like you'd never get any rest and you're doing two, two a days. Like that's increasing your potential for injury. Yeah. And a lot of players do get injured. Like Brianna Stewart, we just saw tore Achilles yep. in the EuroLeague final. Yep. Yep. And she'll be gone the whole year. And some players literally get paid like their WNBA contract just to sit out the WNBA season so that they'll be fresh and ready for their EuroLeague club. That's how wow. like, bad the situation is. Wow. Because the WNBA players get paid so little that the yearly clubs don't care. <laughs> and it's actually happened before. Like, this is a real thing. Wow. <laughs> and then, but with that being said, um, anything more about Cam Trade, or should we move on to the commissioner? I mean, what I kind of wonder is, is this new commissioner going to do anything about this? Yes. Oh, wow. I would be willing to bet on it. Okay. In Here's why. So the new seat, the the new commissioner is the current and soon to be former CEO of Deloitte. Deloitte is a large investment firm that uh, has grown recently due to the CEO's interest in investing in technology. And like, I don't think that I think the WNBA needs to inv- find a way to promote themselves through like digital and techno- technology means. So I think she's the perfect fit in that aspect. She also has a background in basketball. She played basketball for four years at Lehigh University under under legendary coach uh, Muffet McGraw, who is now the coach of Notre Dame, and she's won multiple titles with them. So that's another key component of all of this. Um, she has uh, implemented programs in favor of workers before, such as a 16-week paid family leave program. So that's promising as well. All in all, she just she seems very interested in trying to increase the brand and the marketing of the players instead of marketing like ideas. They want to market people. They want to make it about the people, the league, and I think that's very exciting. And the right. WNBA PA is also optimistic about this. So that's promising. Heading into an off season where there will be a CBA renegotiation, and if it does not go well, there will be a lockout. Okay, well, yeah. So this all sounds really good. And oh, did I say I, your name? Kathy Engelbert. Okay, okay. Well, she That's sounds important. really... She, yeah, she sounds really promising. And uh, I I also hope they increase the number of games. Like, right now it's like 25 games a season or something? It's more. It's more than that. It's like 38. Okay. Oh, that, that's not actually that. That's not thirty-eight. Thirty-four for the regular season, plus three preseason games, plus playoffs. That's actually not that bad, though. 
It's not. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like but, they don't need to like, have more games. They need more teams before they can have more games. Yeah. So so basically, what they should do is like pay them more so they don't they have to, to pay also them play overseas. So that, yeah. They need to pay them yeah. enough so that players don't have to leave overseas if they don't want to. Right. Um. And also, they need to get more teams so that there's more exposure. They need to improve marketing strate- st- uh, strategies. They need to find an increased audience. That'd be some starters. Yeah. Also, they need to find a better arena for the New York Liberty than a 5,000 seat G League arena. Yeah. And there is an option. Yeah, I mean, they could just play in MSG, right? No, that they, they used to play in MSG, so that's not happening. And they also got okay. sold to a minority owner of the Nets, so they have like, oh. no chance to the Garden. But that's right. okay, because there's another option. In uh, Long Island, it's a suburb of New York, there is a 14,500-seat arena left over from the New York Islanders, the hockey team. Oh, yeah. just got renovated, and it looks awesome now. Uh, it's the Nassau Coliseum. And right. it seems just primed to be taken by a WNBA team. Currently, it has the Long Island Nets, the G League team, and the Brooklyn Nets. So they also have an in into the arena in that way because their owner is a minority owner of the Brooklyn Nets. Right. So, yeah, that would be a great idea. Uh, where do the Sparks play? Sparks, they play at the Staples Center. Right. Okay. So that's already a good thing. And now they got um, Jenea Gumake, right? Yes, they got Chanae yeah. Gumake, Nick Gumake, Chelsea Gray, Candace Parker. They're stacked, but their coach is Derek Fisher. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the, that, that helps a lot with revenue, probably. Yeah, for sure. Oh, by the way, speaking of coaches, I forgot to mention the new Wings coach is two-time champion and like legendary coach Brian Agler. I don't know who he is, actually. <laughs> He's really good. So... What did he coach before this, then? The Sparks. Oh, okay. He, he resigned okay. from the Sparks because there, I think it was because he was losing too much control because there was too much star power, and, like, it just wasn't working for him. He won the right. title, and he's like, it, it, like, it's almost too easy, and if you fail, like, you, like, you, like you're like you expected to win if you're the Sparks. Yeah. And if you don't win, it's, like, a huge disappointment. So he's like, I want to try something new. And so yeah. he came here. And that's promising because we have all this young talent that needs development, and Adler is one of the best. Right. I mean, I'm really casual, you know, when it's when it comes to watching WNBA. So I don't, I really don't know who the coaches are and stuff a lot of the times. But it, I mean, I don't really care either. So you know. Well, I mean, it's important because so. Derek Fisher coaching your team is not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of imagine him being a really good coach for like, the WNBA well. level. He hasn't done well before, though, so yeah. I, have, I have no reason but to assume he'll do well in the WNBA. That, that's in the NBA, though. You know, that's a lot but, tougher. I think. Are you sure about that? Mm, yeah, I guess maybe this is this makes it harder to coach. I think it's harder to coach um, yeah. here if, if you like you've never been a good coach before, <laughs> right? Okay. Because you like don't really know as well these people. Like, a lot of those players that he was coaching, he already knew because he'd been in the league. I mean, then it's a really weird choice by the Sparks. It was, yeah, the Sparks are, they're interesting. But they've made some really great trades, so I'm sure there's some reason behind all of that. It's kind of like, I, I like Chineo Gumake a lot, though. Like, she's one of my favorite players, and it's not that fun that she plays in LA now. I don't know. 
Well, I'm still not picking them to win the title, so. No, you're right. I mean, I mean, what I'm saying is like, I don't like LA, and I don't like the Lakers, and now the Sparks have some really great players, and it's like, why couldn't they have gone somewhere else? You know. Because yeah. no one, because she wanted to go there in the first place, she forced yeah. her way there. True, true. She because wanted to she, play with her sister mostly. Yeah. And also, Staples Center is like a is like a three minute walk from the ESPN LA studios. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Whereas um, the 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 Connecticut Suns um, facilities are like a fifty minute drive from the Bristol, Connecticut studios for ESPN. So that's a decent important factor as well because she is doing her espn analyst job also i feel like wnba players uh when they want to be out when they want to be traded it gets done really really quickly like oh anthony davis situation cam beige has been doing this for longer than ad has been doing this okay okay cam beige has wanted out since january i mean i feel feel like, like Lena Deladon got like traded really quickly. Like she just mentioned, like I want to be. Oh, it depends in on the front office. And... It depends on the True. front office and depends on the trades. Because True. in Cambage's trade, no one was offering good value for her. Like this guy got Dolson. Yeah. Whereas the best offer, um, the Wings could get was like Maria Vadiva and um, Kalani Brown. Which, that's a good offer, but that's not, like, Dulcin. <laughs> and it didn't happen in the end, so it doesn't even matter, because now instead they got probably a worse offer than that. But, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of that whole situation. Um, I'm really excited for the whole commissioner situation as well. I'm really looking forward to that. And I think this is the season that determines the WNBA's future because it's, it's going to be interesting to see how their situ, how their popularity changes with all these stars that are out. Diana Taurasi sitting out for because of injury for like at least half the year probably. Diggin Smith out until to, until we figure out when she's ready because she literally just she came into training camp just having a baby like two weeks. Before. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. You have um. Yeah, Brianna Stewart with the, the Achilles injury. Achilles, yeah. Candace Parker had an injury in a preseason game this year, and she's going to be out for a significant significant amount of time. Uh, Brittany Griner, I think, had an injury, not as long term, but still, she's going to be out for some amount of time. Maya Moore is still gone, and that's just like that's just like the that's just like off the top of my head. <laughs> well, I mean, at least this or next year, the at least the Staples Center will be like. I mean, it's not sold out probably, but like it would sell really well probably. Oh, I think it'll sell this year well if the Sparks figure out what they can market. Yeah, so at least that helps a lot with revenue. Yeah, for sure. And ultimately, I just think if the WNBA can prove to like people that they are how they have their own identity because currently like the ex- the previous structure couldn't find a way to prove it even though they still were that will that will bring people in and that's going to be huge heading into the CBA but right yeah that's pretty much everything with that i mean the season starts in a week so that's soon yeah i'm i'm going to i mean it kind of sucks that it, it's right like right between the middle of the playoffs but i'm gonna 
at least like uh, watch the home opener of the sky like for the, that's probably for the first time that I'm really going to watch like a full game because I never had league pass before because I kept forgetting to buy it I don't know uh, and oh I'm by the way probably... just for the people out there WNBA league pass is available May 20th right and it's like 17 bucks right 17 bucks for a full season yeah it's really cheap so that's why it's I'm going like that's going to be like the equivalent I think to like think it's four dollars a month something like that yeah yeah i'm gonna try to watch some wings games as well see if i like that and yeah basically that like i'm really excited about this guy they got katie lou samuelson and she seems really good like a great shooter playmaker it'd be yeah. great as if we could actually watch her play in the preseason but oh wait we can't yeah that's weird yeah yeah, I mean, it's just preseason, you know. I, I don't really care about preseason, Oh, come honestly. on, man. You tell me that you wouldn't want to watch some Katie Lou Samuelson highlights from the preseason games. I, I would, yeah. There aren't even highlights even, from it? There, well, there are clips, but they don't make full highlight videos. Right. Like they, And this is the most tease. This is the tease thing about it all, is that they have cameras at the games, but they don't. Mm. Okay, so it's not this even is... on like NBA TV or or whatever. No, it's nowhere. You can't. Nowhere. You cannot. Wow. You cannot watch it. Like, period. Wow. You cannot watch it. There's nowhere. No one's streaming it because it's not being streamed anywhere. I guess because it wouldn't be watched that much anyway. Oh come on, man! You're telling me that if they didn't put it on League Pass, they wouldn't get at least a few hundred viewers. Like, what's the point yeah. in not putting it up on League Pass? Yeah, at least League Pass. I I agree with that. Yeah. But you can go to the games, right? Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. How many people are going to a WNBA preseason game whenever it's like? Yeah. They don't. Some of the, a lot of the people are like, if I can't watch it, and a lot of the players that are getting played aren't going to be on our main roster this year, and a lot, I'm, a lot of people aren't even close to where their WNBA team is. Cause a lot of them live in like random suburbs, like the the teams. They're in random suburbs, like the Connecticut Sun play in Uncasville, Connecticut. Right. Yeah. Good point. I mean, the you could go to the Wings, right? You you live you don't live that far away, right? It's like an hour drive. That's pretty. And that's that's without, pretty decent without traffic. Okay. If there's so traffic, it's longer. Right. Okay. I mean, for like. For where, where I live, you know, in the Netherlands, an hour drive is like ridiculously far away. But if you live in Texas, it's probably pretty normal. <laughs> it's still an hour. Yeah. Far. And True. then on top of that, um, they they don't they haven't even had a home preseason game yet. They only have one, and it's this Sunday. Okay. And I can't go because I have oh, okay. to do. I mean, it's preseason anyway, you know. Yeah, I wanted to go, but I, I can't. Um, the Dallas Stampede. If any of you listeners are in the Dallas area, Dallas-Fort Worth area, and you want to come to some Wings games, uh, look up Dallas Stampede on Twitter, or Stampede Dallas is our at, and then also Stampede Dallas on Instagram, and join our Discord and follow us. And make sure to check that Discord, and there will be important information about how to get tickets for a better price than you can get it normally. And on top of that, with a special um, promotion we are doing with the Wings as well. So please look into that. 
And uh, if you have any questions, there should be answerable within the Discord. And if not, we'll be there to answer them for you within the Discord. So please join because we want to show that the wings can get some proper support. And then co-founder of the group is uh, Chef Gumby on Twitter, the Chef Gumby. It's actually and, pretty awesome because, I mean, if I lived in Dallas, I probably would have joined a bunch of games. Well, yeah, and of course you're in the Netherlands, so yeah, not possible. Nope. You can just teleport, you know. Yeah, a lot of it would be awesome. Yeah. Hey, we might be not too far away. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, if traveling would be like insanely quick, you know, I would have visited Dallas like a lot, probably. But yeah. So you want to let the people know where they can find yeah. you? You can find me on Twitter at Max Scouts and my work with the Third Round Picks podcast, of course, with my co host Adam Bibbs and at Mess Draft. And then, in addition, uh, Dallas Mavericks pieces on the DallasProspect.com, and then Ultras Group at Dallas Stamp- at sorry at Stampede Dallas. That that's pretty much everything. You can uh, follow me at at Mavericks Monte on Twitter, and if you want to know Max and I's uh, opinions about Porzingis when they first got the, the trade, it's episode three. So check that out if you want to know our thoughts about that. I got two, 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 two. Monte Ellis, ask the fellas, who talk trash because they jealous. Laid back from the south, trying to hack up, I'll make you shut your mouth.